Welcome to Spring Ridge Church Podcast. We hope that you will be blessed by the podcast today. If you would like to find out more information about our church, our website's www.springridgechurch.com. You can send an email to me, the pastor, Scott Phillips, at pastor at springridgechurch.com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Prayer requests, questions, desire for a Bible study, or you would like some information how to attend our church or another church of like precious faith. Thank you. Enjoy the podcast. Amen. I, I, I want to share with you this morning, I was uh, meditating uh, on the fact that my father couldn't be in service today. And I uh, just, just did some, some meditating on that. Uh, you know, this morning, my dad couldn't come to church. I know he wants to, but he just was not well. He would be here if he could. My dad has lost his voice, and I know he would like to sing. If he could, he would. My dad can no longer worship as he could. I know he would, because when he could, he did. My dad has lived a life of being faithful to church, singing with his whole heart, worshiping the Lord with all his might, and always talking about Jesus. I do know he was here today with full strength, full use of his vocal cords. Amen. He would give it all to Jesus. How do I know that? Because when he could, he did. I truly believe that what this generation needs is more people to do what they can and not simply what they could or should or would, but do. You know, we don't get credit for what we could do. We get credit for what we do. This morning in the messaging with my dad, I reflect on the fact that I know dozens of people that have so much potential, sadly, unrecognized potential. And though they could, they don't. I'm reminded of a story while I was thinking about this. Um, when I was just a young boy, seven, eight, nine years old. Uh, thank you, Sister Hannah. Uh, we went to a church in Dallas. It was a Pentecostal church. And our pastor was a, uh, a good, good man and, and uh, started out as a small church and became a, a large church in just a short period of time. And uh, one day, uh, the story he has told is he got a call from someone who said that he was a warlock or a witch. And uh, he wanted to come to church and check out this Pentecostal church. And so the pastor uh, talked to him and said, okay, well, everybody's welcome. And so he sent a man who is a fr was a friend of my father to pick up the man. And he didn't tell anybody in the church what was going on. He just, somebody says they want to come to church, they need to ride. He sent someone and they brought him to church. And the man sat in a certain place in the sanctuary and the uh, song leader, with no prompting of what was going on, he opened up the old songbooks song and started singing, There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. And he sang a song about the name of Jesus, and, and I don't know what the other song was, but there began, 
began to be an atmosphere of worship. And as my dad has been prone to do, he, he stepped out in the, the aisle as if he was going to take off and run. But he began to run in place. This is a long time ago. Let's say I'm 8, 51 now. It's 43 years ago. So my dad was in his 30s. And so uh, rather than running forward, he ran in place. And then he did something he had never done before. This is someone watching him. He starts running backwards. And he runs backwards until he gets right beside this devil worship witch, warlock, whatever he was, and he began to run in place right there beside this man that came to find out about the power of God in this church. In his short period of time, the man jumps up, he runs out in the foyer, and the man that brought him saw this, and he walked out, and when he walked out, the man was kind of cowering in the corner, and when this man came into the foyer, he, he jumped up and he ran out the door, the man kind of follows him out, try to find out what's wrong. And the man said, tell your pastor, I won't be back. I can't handle that kind of power in a church. And uh, it just is emblematic to me, makes me think of the fact that my father, when he could, he was a worshiper. And I pray that we will be like him and that we will worship the Lord like we can, because we can. And so in the days to come, if I want to mirror my father, I would be a worshiper. And the challenge I have to ask myself, if somebody mirrors me in what I do, what will they do? Somebody said amen. I want to be a worshiper. How about you? Amen. 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 I thank God for all of you today and uh, thankful for the privilege of living in the United States of America No doubt it has its flaws, it's had its problems. It is full of injustice and difficulty as it is throughout the world. However, America is one of the only countries that people will endure all manner of difficulty and sacrifice and effort to put themselves and their children in these United States of America. And I am thankful today for all of its troubles it is still the place I live, and I'm thankful for it. I want to see our, our, our communities thrive. I want to see our people prosper. And most of all, I want to see an outpouring of the Holy Ghost, that the Lord would save, that the Lord would bless, that the Lord would bring a great revival again to these United States of America. Can we just raise our hands in the name of Jesus? Thank you today for our country. Lord, I pray that you would send an outpouring of your spirit upon these United States of America, Lord. God, I pray that every church, Lord, up and down these roads, God, would have an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I pray that every home, every heart, every child, every man, every woman, Lord, every marriage, Lord, God, every person, Lord, no matter their status, no matter their their, their state, Lord, God, no matter their class, no matter their their uh, race, no matter their, their creed, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you, O oh God, would send a great awakening 
awakening to this country, oh God, that, Lord Jesus, we could be a part, Lord, of a, a brand new, grand, and great awakening, Lord. Your word says that in the last days you would pour out your spirit upon all flesh, and I pray that we would see a, a, a modern manifestation of the fulfillment of your word. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Amen. If you'll stand with me and turn your Bibles to Psalms chapter 23, beginning with verse 1. Amen. It is a common and favored uh, chapter, and uh, but this is one of the things I felt on my heart. I told Brother Ryan I have about 10 sermons. It's not for the lack of needing something to preach, but trying to figure out what the Lord would have me preach. And out of all the things I've written this week and all the things I could preach, I don't even have any notes for this today. But this is what I felt on my heart. The Lord is my shepherd. Say that with me. The Lord is my shepherd. Amen. You can be seated. You know, we have to be reminded sometimes that the people of God, as the Lord has chosen to reveal himself through, they were very often shepherds. In the first uh, note of worship in the scripture, there is a compare and contrast between a shepherd and a farmer. There is Cain who brought from the fruit of the ground in the process of time an offering to the Lord. And it appears during a similar time that Abel brought from his flock the firstlings and the fat. And the Bible tells us that God respected the offering of the shepherd but he did not respect the offering of the farmer. And if you were to just look at the text, Genesis chapter 3, it is noticeable that the God of heaven communicated with Cain. And he said to him, if you do what is right, you will be accepted. Your worship will be accepted to me. But if you don't do what is right, sin is at the door. Now many people, if you think about that, now this, this, this experience didn't come because Cain robbed a bank or shot someone or kicked the dog. Cain was doing something that we would say is honorable. He was giving the Lord a sacrifice. Would you all all agree that's a good thing? He was doing a good thing. He was worshiping the Lord. It was the first uh, act of worship we find after the fall. Cain did that. No doubt they learned it, but it's the first time it finds its way into the pages of the Scripture. And in that context, Cain, in a process of time, you could say it would not be inaccurate to say when he got around to it, he gave God something. But but Abel, when the scripture describes his worship, it says that he gave 
his firstlings and his fat. Everybody say priority and premium. Abel gave God his first and his best. And God respected the worship of Abel. Can I tell you? Because God honors those that will give God his first and his best. Cain is angry. God doesn't accept his worship. And the Lord says to him, if you'll give me your first and your best, you will be accepted. You will be blessed. In fact, you will rule over your brother. But if you don't give me your first and your best, sin is going to get you and going to bring all kinds of trouble in your life. And so the very first lesson that we learn from Scripture concerning a shepherd is the shepherd demonstrated an understanding of what pleases God. Give God your first and your best and you will be blessed. Say that with me. Give God your first and your best and you will be blessed. Amen. You, you continue to read the scripture and you find the, the individual in which the whole scripture flows from is, is found in the name of a man named Abram. The Spirit of the Lord begins to deal with Abram and a, the, the Lord says, Come out from among your brethren, your family who were idol worships. you gotta, you got to leave the makers and the worshipers of idols and I want you to follow me and I'll take you somewhere. Abram follows the Lord, and if you, if you study the life of Abram, Abram is a shepherd, and he has, that's how he takes care of his family, and that's how he accumulates his wealth, and that's where he gains his influence, and he gains his power, and I would say to you that, that God blessed him, and the blessing came through the, the conduit of the fact he was a shepherd. And in that we see another example of a shepherd that shows us how to live for God. We see that he offered sacrifice. He gave God his best. He obeyed God. He, he believed in God against uh, impossible odds. He, he believed things the Lord told him that, that were impossible except that he believed God. And we find that when, when it came from push to shove, when the Lord asked for his best and his first, Abraham gave God that to him. Uh, finally, I, I could tell you of others, but the, probably one of the most famous shepherds in the scripture is the writer of this psalm, King David, who before he was a king, he was a shepherd. And I believe that the reason why the Lord spoke to us, to his people, and through his people to us, through the medium of a shepherd, is the fact that of all the things that we could understand, a shepherd had a revelation about Jehovah God. And though he was a shepherd, he understood that the Lord is my shepherd. 
I may have a few sheep here, and I may uh, have responsibility to take care of them and protect them. I understand there, there came a time when I'm keeping my sheep that a lion came up and was going to come and, and tear the sheep. But something inside of me said, you can't have my sheep. And so David arose and he slew the lion. I think that gave him an understanding, not just about himself, it gave him an understanding about his, his, his shepherd. A little bit later, a, a, a lion came, a, a bear came, and, and endeavored to do the same thing, to steal a sheep from the flock. But something came over him and he stood between the sheep and the bear and God gave him victory and the bear was vanquished. And while he understood his responsibility and his relationship but as a shepherd to the sheep, I could just imagine Brother Billy sitting there maybe underneath a tree or sitting by a stream and he was talking to the Lord when David was the first to have a revelation that the Lord is my shepherd. Amen, Brother Brian. I could just see him. If I could just put myself in there, I could just begin to, to see him as he starts smiling and say, Oh, the Lord is my shepherd. I don't know if he had his harp. I don't know if he had uh, anything else. Maybe he just had his voice. But I could see him, Brother Nate. He, I could just see. I, I can't sit down. The Lord is my shepherd. I, I got to tell somebody. The Lord is my shepherd. That that had to just cheer his heart and. And encourages mine when everything he sees that he does for his little sheep. And everything that he leads and does for his little sheep. When he had a revelation that as I do for these, God does for me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Amen. He takes care of me. He helps me. He gives me the best that I can have. He leads me beside the still waters. Oh, hallelujah. He, he restoreth my soul. Oh, I'm so glad today I can look back in my life. When my soul has been hardened and my heart has been bitter and my mind has been clothed, closed, but, but the Lord, He is my shepherd and He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. You know, sometimes we, we find ourselves in precarious and difficult situations. And we don't know how the good and the God will be seen. But just keep walking. It doesn't matter how low the valley, how dark the night. It doesn't matter how challenging the fight. If you'll just keep walking. If you'll just keep walking, you're going to get a revelation that He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. His name's going to be glorified in the midst of this path for His righteousness, for His purpose, for His kingdom. He is with me and I'm going to keep on staying and walking and talking because the Lord is my 
my shepherd. I could just see him. He, he gets to the end of that, that little line in the psalm. He has a, another revelation. It's just that his soul is secure. Yay. Yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I don't know if he's thinking about Goliath or if he's thinking about the bear or the lion. I don't know what he was thinking about at that moment. But he had lived long enough know that there was difficulties and it was it was even as if he would die and he walked through everybody say through he walked through the valley of the shadow of death Amen. Don't sit down when you're in the valley. Don't take off your shoes and take a nap in the valley. Keep walking. Keep walking. Keep believing. Keep praying. And hold on to the promise that the Lord is your shepherd. He is my shepherd. Amen. When the lion and the bear come to try to eat up my flesh, God is my shepherd. He will not lead me to the will of my enemy. He will not lead me to the desire of the devil. The Lord is my shepherd. And I want to keep walking with him. I want to keep talking to him. I want to keep listening to him. I, I want to appreciate the fact that I am not alone yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil say no fear that's not something that you can do on your own I, I think all of us have had seasons where we were afraid a few, few weeks ago about 2 o'clock in the morning I got an alert on my phone and it showed someone was up here at the church, right up here, two o'clock in the morning. And uh, I thought, well, that's not good. So uh, I, I, I looked on the camera. I couldn't see anybody, but I thought, well, I need to go check on that. So I, I, I took some some peace and safety with me in Jesus, and I, I drove up into the parking lot. And I pulled around the back and I pulled up over here. And I was looking where I had seen. And I kind of slowly rolled up. And as I got about almost to the air conditioning units, I could just see the top of a hat. And I went, <laughs> so I slowly backed up. And, and I picked up my phone to call the sheriff's department and literally the, the, the phone it picks up and at that moment huh, a cop car or a sheriff's car pulled up and shined his light on me because he's like what's a truck doing over there at 2.30 in the morning at the church parking lot so he pulled up shined the light on me and I just like beeped and had him come over there and you know it was just a troubled soul but I, I it made me think about, you know, I thought I was all by myself. <laughs> but about the time I, I, I called out for help, at that moment, I found out I was not alone. And to me, it, it illustrated to me such a beautiful truth is that there are times in our life when we feel like we're all alone, but in fact, we are not all alone. And it's not the sheriff's department or the police department. It, it's, it's the 
the shepherd himself. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I don't have anything to be afraid of. No doubt the devil is stronger than me alone. No doubt the enemy is able to kill me if he wants, but I'm not alone. I have him with me. He is there with me. He is my shepherd. Somebody say amen. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thy rod and thy staff. The, 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 the Lord, the shepherd, uses the rod and the staff to bring, uh, to bring correction <coughs> and to bring discipline to a sheep. He even uses it at times to bring constraint. You know, we live in, in America that is free. And as believers, we declare our freedom. In America, you're free to drive 45 or 55 or 75. If you drive faster than that, somebody may pull you over and give you a ticket. Because even though you're free, you're really not free to do whatever you want to. And as a believer, we are free of many things, but our greatest freedom is we are free to do what pleases God. Amen. You could say that, that in this context, the rod and the staff of the Lord is His Word. And His Word says, do this and don't do that. And if you will walk in accordance to the rod and the staff of the shepherd, they will comfort you. Amen. I, I know I have found great comfort in the rod and the staff of the shepherd. I have found it to bring me peace, and I have found it to bring me conviction uh, sometimes at the same time because his word speaks to me, and I want to hear the word of my shepherd. I want to hear the voice of my shepherd, and one of the greatest ways that I can hear that in my life is to make myself always open to the voice of the Word of God and allow myself to, to, to hear the voice of the shepherd that the great shepherd has put over my life. Somebody said, Amen. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Amen. I, I, you see this throughout Scripture. Can you imagine how the brothers of Joseph felt when they had the revelation that the most wealthy, most powerful man in all of Egypt was the guy that they sold into slavery? <laughs> the Lord prepared a table before Joseph in the presence of his brothers that were his enemies. And I have lived long enough that I have seen those that would have overtaken, overthrown, uh, thrown down in shame and uh, ridicule individuals, and I've seen them have to watch the favor of God turn a situation all the way Bible says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. Not me, the Lord says, vengeance is his. If I hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battles, victory is mine. Amen. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. 
Thou anointest my head with oil. How many of you are thankful that the Lord anoints our life? The greatest example of that is when he filled you with the precious Holy Ghost and, and gave you access to the kingdom of God by being born of the water and the spirit. That is an anointing. That is an unction. That is an utterance that, that, that we have access to anytime we want to access it. If God has filled you with the Holy Ghost, amen, you don't need to have that same experience uh, again. You just need to tap into the experience because it is with you. It is, it is in you. It is for you. It is upon you. And if you will just recognize the same God that filled you with the Holy Ghost when you were 7 or 10 or 12 or 20 or 40 or 60, it is that same Spirit of God that you have access to. Amen. All you got to do is turn on your faith and repent in your heart, humble your mind and reach out and worship God. And that, that old anointing, amen, that I've had on my life for 45 years, God filled me with the Holy Ghost 45 years ago and Right now, amen, that old anointing is a new anointing. Amen, it's new, it's renewed day by day, every day that I make myself available for God's anointing to be poured fresh upon my brow. Can we give him praise, hallelujah, for the anointing of the Holy Ghost, for the anointing of the Spirit of God. Amen, because of the anointing of God, my cup runneth over. Amen, I've got blessing I've got a song, I've got a shout, I've got faith, I've got hope, I've got joy, I've got everything I need. When the enemy comes in like a flood, amen, the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Amen, I'm glad today I've got more than enough to survive, to thrive, to have revival and blessing by the power of God because of the anointing that I have on my life. Everybody say, my cup runneth over. Amen. Surely, goodness. <laughs> this chapter is so good. You know, sometimes there are verses and chapters that become so part of our mind that, that we don't really visit them like we should. But maybe, I don't know who this is for today. Maybe it's for me. I don't know. But I'm telling you, I feel like the Lord just wanted me to talk through speak through, teach through this chapter today to tell you that the goodness and mercy of the Lord will follow you if you'll follow the shepherd. There's a lot of people, they're not going to experience the goodness and mercy of the Lord because the Lord is not their shepherd. How do you know if the Lord is your shepherd? Are you following him where he will lead you? Are you receiving the correction he will give you? Are you listening to the words he will speak to you? That's how you know the Lord is your shepherd. And if you will allow the Lord to be your shepherd, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. Somebody said amen. I'm glad that it's not a requirement for us to bat 100%, to make a 4.0 in our walk with faith. Perfection is the goal, but all of us miss it. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God for an hour, a day, a week, a month, a year, a decade. I don't know how long you strayed from the presence of the Lord, but every one of us, not a single one of us without, we have missed the mark. We have let down our Savior. We have fallen, and we have refused to get up, but 
but the goodness and the mercy of the Lord and the voice of the shepherd never stops calling for us to come back to the fold. Amen. I'm glad that I serve a shepherd that will leave the 90 and 9 and will go find the one lost sheep because I was the one lost sheep. I was the one lost sheep and he came and found me and he brought me back into the fold. I'm glad today that the Lord is my shepherd. Amen. I'm glad today that he loves me more than I can love myself. When I can't lead myself, he can lead me. When I can't feed myself, he can feed me. When I can't protect myself, he can protect me. When I can't hide myself, he can hide me. Everything I need, everything I hope in, everything I can pray for is going to come from the mighty hand of my wonderful, glorious shepherd. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. And that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. I'm glad to be here today with you. Amen. You know, it is my heart's desire and prayer to God that, that our people would be saved. When I say my, our people, I'm, I'm talking about uh, Ramonians and Clintonians and Jacksonians and Mississippians and Americans. Amen. I, I speak that to to, to my generation, I speak that to the younger generation, I speak that to the older generation. Uh, Paul said it, and I, I repeat the sentiment, my, my heart's desire and prayer to God is that Israel, my people, would be saved. And I know that you are with me in this, we pray for their salvation, we, 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 we intercede for their salvation. We reach for them in love. We try to encourage them. We do what we can to make a connection for them. But at the end of the day, it's up to them and their shepherd. The Lord's hand is ever stretched. Every person that goes to hell, it will be against the will of God. God is not willing that anyone would perish. He's not willing that any would suffer a damnable judgment that was created for Satan and his angels. He desires that all men would be saved. All women would be saved. All boys and girls would be saved. He wants everybody to be saved. But at the end of the day, salvation is going to come through those who will humbly bring themselves into simple obedience to the words, the direction, and the wisdom of the shepherd. And I'm thankful today to be preaching to my fellow sheep. To those of you who have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. To those who have taken on the name of Jesus. Those who have been filled with His Spirit. Amen. If you'll just take it from a fellow sheep today, the Lord loves you with a love that is pure and holy. On yesterday morning, or maybe it was Friday morning, it was one morning recently, I, I woke up almost every morning now, I guess I'm getting old, I wake up at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, I can get a little bit of sleep after that, but I wake up, and uh, I woke up the other day, and I, I really felt like the Lord put this in my heart, is that the Lord was not satisfied to know us as our shepherd. 
but our Lord became a sheep that he could know what it's like to be where I am. If you study scripture, the only thing that Jesus had to do to save souls, he had to shed his precious blood. And being God, he could have done that all kinds of ways. But the Lord who became who became a, a lamb, he became a man, he became a human. He did that because the beginning desire of God in that he formed man from the dust of the earth and breathed in him the breath of life and man became a living soul. His original desire was to walk, to commune, and to be at one with man. And Jesus, the God manifested in the flesh, he came and he lived among us, he ate among us, he talked with us, he wept with us, even though scripture doesn't say it, I truly believe he laughed with us, he was there, he has felt the feelings of our infirmities, he was tempted in all points as we, and he did that not just so that he could be our, our shepherd, but he did that that he could be the Lamb of God that would take away the sins of the world. And I'm glad today, oh, I, I love him as my shepherd. And I'm so glad today that he took my sins away. He took my pain, he took my trouble, he took my confusion, he took all that makes me human and despicable. He took that upon himself to save me from myself so that I could be with him one day forever. Amen. And I will know him more and no doubt to know the Lord as, as my shepherd is a wonderful thing. But one day, the Bible says, it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we do know that when we see him, we will be like him. Amen. I'm looking forward to that great getting up day when all of the, the trials and the tribulation and the drama and the strife and the confusion and the racism and the disease and sickness. Come on, somebody. All those former things will be passed away and behold, all things will become new. And I'm looking forward to that. How about you? Can we stand together and just raise our hands toward heaven? Lord Jesus, I'm glad today that you are my shepherd. Lord Jesus, I pray today to help me, Lord God, to be a better sheep. Help me, oh God, to be a better follower of your direction. Help me, Lord Jesus, to be a better receiver of your correction. Help me, oh God, today to be a better listener of your word. Help me, oh God, today to be, Lord, with a greater sense of appreciation and awe at your all-knowing, all-wise, perfect ways concerning me. God, I want to repent of my sins. I want to humble my heart completely before you. God, I want to surrender all that I may possess and all that I may claim and I want to lay it at your feet Lord I want to surrender it to your hand and God I want to walk where you want to take me I want to live where you want to put me Lord God I want to preach God where you, you place me I want to pray for what you want me to pray about God I want to be your sheep a better sheep a compliant, obedient, humble, 
sheep. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Can we just pray all over this building, whatever's in your heart? In Jesus' name, help us today. altars are open. I'd encourage everyone, whatever you're comfortable with, if you want to come forward, if you want to bow your head, raise your hands, kneel down where you're at, but could we all just kind of pray this word, pray this spirit into us today. Lord, I want your will. I want your work. I want your word. God, if it's correction I need, Lord God, help me to receive it. Lord God, if it's encouragement, Lord, help me to receive it. Whatever your hand has chosen to give me, whether it be still waters or, or green pastures, or Lord, whether it be valleys, Lord God, or shadows, whatever you've chosen for me during this season, Lord, you are my shepherd. 